If you would, would you please just bow your heads? We're going to start with a prayer this morning. Welcome, Father. Thank you for letting us meet together today to remember your son. Help us this morning to praise you and enjoy the experience of the fantastic privilege we have in spending time with you. Jesus, we welcome you too. And we invite you to lead our thoughts, help us sing our songs, put words in our mouths regarding our prayers. Father, Lord Jesus, we're here to give you glory. Help us do that in what we do this morning. Because that's all we're here for. Amen. I'm going to ask Charles if he'd come forward and give us the week's announcements. It's uh, good to see you. And uh, it's good to welcome some visitors with us this morning. Uh, it's good to see Neville from uh, Bath Crescent and uh, Matthew Kitchen too. It's great to see Anne with us this morning. Um, she's been back to the hospital during the week for various procedures, but is now home again, and she's feeling better, and is pleased to see visitors. She's asked that if anyone has a jigsaw or two with about 500 pieces in it, and then that would be great for her to borrow. Um, Mark has a pit jigsaw puzzle which has 500 pieces in it. Unfortunately, it's supposed to have 550. <laughs> so that's no, no use to anyone. <laughs> So if you can do better than that, then uh, please pass them on. Uh, Anne has to attend to the hospital once again on Tuesday for a further procedure and has made an appeal for transport to and from Trafford General on Tuesday. So if anyone can help, um, please speak to Anne and let someone on the care committee know. Uh, Wan was in hospital this, this week, admitted to the eye hospital and had to spend three days there due to the rejection problems with the cornea graft he had some time ago. It's good to see Wan able to be with us this morning, and we hope and pray that the current treatment will be successful. Uh, Marion remains about the same. Ian celebrated his birthday during the week and was pleased to receive cards from the Bethel and individual cards also. He's uh, more lively and he engages better with com in conversation, but, uh, but we have no news as to when uh, he may be able to leave hospital. Um, Next week, Esther will be preparing the care announcements and Elaine will be looking after the visiting rotor for Ian. Before we, we pray together and think of our brothers and sisters, family and friends, people who need God's care particularly, we are going to sing two songs. The first of which is Be Still for the Presence of the Lord. And just in case anybody's in any doubt, all the songs this morning will be from Praise the Lord. Thought it was easy to say that rather than put six different. Anyway, um, <clears throat> we've got to believe that God works in our lives. We've got to believe that God actually is taking an active care in doing what we need. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. He comes to cleanse and to heal and to minister his grace. There's no work too hard for him. So in faith, receive from him. Be still, for the power of the Lord is moving in this place. We're then going to sing, praise the Lord, number 21. Come to me, all you who are in need, which is basically the sentiments of the song.
Let's pray together. Father, I believe that your presence is real. Your presence is here. And your presence is not something that fits inside four walls. Your presence has got absolutely nothing to do with this building we're now in. Your presence is something we know. It's something we experience. And it's something I, for one, Lord, need to be far more aware of. Father, in our lives we go through all sorts of stuff. There's some obvious things like illness, some really horrible things like death and bereavement. And there's some things just like the stresses and strains of every day. Father, help me to remember, help us to remember that you're with us and that you care for us and that you'll love us. And help us to remember your presence. Help us to remember and receive in faith the power of the Lord is moving in this place this earth just help us latch on to that power and help us continually seek you in everything we do so that we can remember you our Lord Thank you, Father. Amen. In the next few minutes, I run the risk of forever making myself an interloper in this place I now call home. And just in case you don't know what that word means, an interloper is someone who is not welcome in this place an alien, a trespasser, an uninvited guest, an unwanted visitor, an intruder, yes, dare I say it, a Yorkshireman. So I've wondered for a while what to talk about this morning and it suddenly came to me during the week because on Wednesday night Ben and I decided to go home. Okay, not unusual, you may think, but you'll get there. So we decided to leave work on time and venture across the Pennines without food to the forbidden land, the place of our upbringing, the city of our birth, and visit the place 
that we only occasionally get to go to. None of this theatre of dream stuff. We just call it Elland Road. For the uninitiated, that is the centre of the footballing universe. And to go and see the champions of Europe. And before you, before you jest, read the champions of Europe comments. August the 9th, Shakhtar Donetsk, 1-0. The under-11s won the European title. <laughs> and we went over to see the Mighty Whites play against Chesterfield in the Capital One Cup. There is something very weird about that journey, the journey back home. Yes, because it proves that Ben and I are still completely and utterly deluded. And we still hope for some return to the promised land of the Premier League. But it also proves many stereotypes that we also only go when the ticket prices are reduced. But in that journey, it really made me think. So we left work, as I said, and we stopped off home to do the stuff that you always would do. It's part of the ritual. You put on your lead shirt, you make sure you are properly attired for the journey and for the experience. I think it's fair to say the move to Manchester has been quite a wrench for me. And let's be really clear, Ben has never forgiven me. True? There we go. But after over three and a half years of travelling from White to Red Rose County with work, with the draw of spending less time behind a wheel, we set out to find a new place to live. And as many of you know, we rented in Wharton for a while before moving to the house we now live in in Sale. When we moved to Manchester nearly seven years ago, something significant changed. You see, for years, since Debbie and I first went out as a couple, we'd followed and continued what is a Sykes, and to a certain extent a stand-even family tradition, of always doing the same thing. That as you go past the white and the red rose on top of the Pennines, and then literally feel that, your stomach change as you move out of Yorkshire. The resounding boos are admitted as you go into Lancashire. And by the same token, the deafening cheers as we go back in. We realise this couldn't continue. And for the last seven years, we've cheered both ways. Westbound to return to where we were born and eastbound as we travelled back home. Home being very much in inverted commas. We all do it, and yes, that does include Debbie. A few weeks since, I went back over to Leeds to visit my brother Pete, who's recently had a partial knee replacement, and circumstances meant that I went over on my own. And it gave me an opportunity to, you know, have a quick look around my old stamping ground and see places that actually, yeah, wow. So, Headingley, where I was brought up, you'll have heard of the cricket ground, the rugby ground, but yeah, that was walking distance, that was home. Beckett's Park, where I lived, Lawnswood, where I went to school, and then on up to Lawnswood Cemetery, well, where uh, mum and dad, rest of the family are buried and so on. It's funny, really, because everything seems so different it's that long since that, for example, the school I went to has now been completely flattened. 
and replaced with a state-of-the-art maths and computing college. But what's weird, though, is although it looks really different and Leeds is virtually unrecognisable, and let's be clear, yeah, it ain't pretty. It never was. It still feels like home. Still feels like home. And I can't explain that. So, on Wednesday last, be- uh, Wednesday last, Ben and I ventured on past the White Rose and it was a, oh, it was a deafening cheer in the car. Deafening cheer. And, as always, the weather got better as we moved on into Yorkshire. And... We passed the farm in the middle of the motorway, and hopefully you're following the journey with me, past Hollingworth Lake, past Ainley Top, past Chamber, past Ikea and the Burstall Retail Park, affectionately as we called it, Sodom and Gomorrah, when we lived there, turned onto the M621, and as we drove nearer the site of the one completed full-size stand, yes, I know we ran out of money, Johnny, the stand and the ground appeared on the horizon, and we started the songs the repeatable ones, that we always sing as we travel down that part of motorway and the hint towards better days in days gone by. And we didn't drive just that little bit further to the side of Ellen Road and park in the appropriate place, which is either £5, £8 and £10, because I'm a Yorkshireman. We parked up Gelder Road, where you can walk down and it's free. We, with thousands of like-minded people, and there is no exaggeration for poetic licence, then walked expectantly to queue up to buy tickets to watch today's men in white shirts kick a ball around a pitch in what is still, without question, the best stadium in the world. And actually see 11 men, actually 13 including subs, fight for the cause, and somehow, despite an absolutely dismal performance, win 2-1. We were happy. Hope was renewed. Everything's great. Fine, okay, a little bit of reminiscing. Where are we going? It's not about football. It's not about Leeds. And it's definitely not about a place. It's not about supporting a football team. And believe me, 76,000 people around the corner in a couple of weeks will definitely disagree with that. But football is a religion. It's a body of people adhering to a particular set of beliefs and practices. And Leeds, for me, as a place, is, and always will be, home. The sights, the sounds, the accents, the fish and chips. The football team all give people a reason to be, a reason to belong, song to, song to sing, shirt to wear, badge to salute, passion and if you don't get it I understand why it's hard to understand but it's about a home a place of belonging sitting in a stand next to a person you've never met before but somehow is on your side and mysteriously you agree on all sorts of things particularly the performance of the referee you don't change clubs when you move house Let's be clear, you don't change clubs when you move house. Because it's about the club to which you belong. It's about the place where you feel at home and where you feel secure, comfortable, safe, where you are yourself. 
And yeah, you could be sitting there thinking, well, that's all just a little bit sad. Seriously, I, as an individual, struggle to find home. To find belonging. And yeah, visits eastbound give me a temporary fix of what once was, that feeling of belonging, that feeling of past memories, friends, family that's no longer there, to a past, to a place. And I'm not sure I'm alone in the fact that I continue to search for that. To search for that feeling of belonging, of home. A feeling of acceptance, affinity, association, inclusion, kinship, loyalty, relationship. Proverbs says, like a bird that flees its nest is anyone who flees from home. See, wherever it is, we all need to find that place. And in my notes down here, places in inverted commas, because I don't think it's a physical, geographical location. We need to find that place where we are ourselves, where we feel there's no recriminations, where we're loved for who we are, where we're loved anyway. Someone once said, home is an oasis, a place to renew and indulge our senses. It provides safety. It gives ultimate comfort. Home is our soft place to land, to prepare us to tackle the world outside our door. It's much more than four walls. It's a place that surrounds us with beauty. It feeds and it nurtures. Peace is the true nature of home. It's the place of peace, shelter, not only from injury, but from all terror, doubt and division. Home is where you run to when there's confusion outside. It's the place where no matter where I am in the world, it's the only place I feel truly comfortable and safe, no matter what. So, today, do you feel like a stranger? Do you feel like a foreigner? Or do you feel at home? The experience we share today is about a home that's something far more significant than any sort of return to your hometown, to a football match. It's far more significant than anything like a trip down the M62. Because meeting here today to do what we're doing is trying to understand and trying to get to grips with what Jesus has done to create home for us. Because remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of promise, without hope and without God. You see, without Jesus, we, we can completely dismiss any thoughts of home. Without God, we can dismiss any thoughts of family. Without God... We haven't got a father. What I hope we're going to do in the next few minutes is think about how we make ourselves more aware 
of the home that Jesus brings. And go back to what I was saying before. Safety, comfort, reliability, love, warmth, peace, belonging, acceptance. In Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. He himself is our peace, setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you're no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. And in him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. That's home. Jesus ticks all the boxes. You and I are being built together to be God's home. The place where he feels comfortable. The place where he feels at home. It's a spiritual building that Jesus is the corner of as its foundation, its bedrock, its root, its framework. It's not a place, but it's very real. If you love me, keep my commands. And I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world can't accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. For he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you'll see me because I live. You also will live. On that day, you'll realize that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father and I too will love them and show myself to them. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them and we will come and make our home with them. Home has got nothing to do with location. It's about a saviour who loves us, who cares for us. Home is about, as we started with, being in his presence, basking in his company, listening for his voice in our everyday, irrespective of the circumstance. It is about putting the shirt on, though. It is about wearing the right shirt. It is about remembering to put on Christ before every game, before every play, before every move. In the silence of your soul, may his voice reach you. 
in the cracks where you are broken, in the pits where you sink low, in the tangled web of weeds that choke your dreams, where bitter sharp-edged stones that pierce your feet in your flaws and in your failings, in your fears, may you find him. May you hear the words he speaks that speak of love for you. May you see he is and always has been there for you. May you know that he is for you, standing with you, arms around you, at your side and on your side, pleading for you, bleeding for you, pouring out his very life for you. May you recognise the tones of his affection, become familiar with the accents of his love, silence broken, your name spoken, faith awoken by the gentleness of grace. May your ears be tuned to him, your heart be turned to him, your eyes be opened to his presence. In your listening, in your longings, in your life. To be in your presence, to sit at your feet, where your love surrounds me and makes me complete. To rest in your presence not rushing away to cherish each moment, here I would stay. This is my desire, O Lord. This is my desire. See, in this home, we're encouraged to feel comfortable, to relax, to engage, to experience and we're asked to share a meal to remember that we live in God's house to remember that we have put on Jesus and to remember that we are clothed with righteousness part of God's family and with God's children let's share bread and wine together Alex. Great God of love, we come together to remember by sharing bread. Lord, us strange cocktails of dust and blood and soul and all sorts of things that can't be named. We that contain infinite depth and dimension and your spirit. Us who spend our time too often arguing and dividing ourselves up about all sorts of things 
that are in the end often meaningless Lord perhaps this remembering this morning is as simple as saying yes to you over and over and over again thousands of times a day Lord Lord this meal that we share this bread that represents a community a communion a coming together a binding together it's not complicated Lord it's less about the words and more about the openness of our hearts help us to be willing to consider that there might be incredible strength and power and spirit right here right now as close as our next breath Lord this meal is not about the same old message of making something happen. Lord, this bread, this reminder of your body, Lord Jesus, this reminder that we come together to form your body, Lord Jesus, bound together by your love. This is all about waking up to what's already happening all around us, all the time, in us, through us, over us, trusting that our incredible, loving Father is with us and for us and ahead of us all the time. Lord, help us to be bound together by your love and the knowledge that Lord God you are with us and you are for us and you are ahead of us and if we open our hearts and our minds and our eyes we'll see that which you are already doing around us encourage us to build from this base as we share this this memory together in the strong name of the resurrected Jesus. Amen. Oh God, our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this time together. This wonderful time, week by week, where we really do concentrate our hearts and our minds on the Lord Jesus and what he means to us day by day. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this wine. We thank you for the reminder of the importance of Jesus in our lives. We've been reminded today quite forcefully how we can be drawn away into worshipping other gods which have no significance whatsoever in our lives 
They don't point us to our spiritual home at all, but are truly, truly worthless in that respect. So we're thankful for the words we've heard this morning, Heavenly Father. We're reminded of the significance of you bringing Jesus into this world to show us your power and to show us you in Jesus' life, how he led his life, how he showed us a way to that wonderful kingdom that you've prepared for the future, that wonderful time when this world will be made perfect. We acknowledge at this time, Heavenly Father, our own imperfections, and we do obviously acknowledge the struggle we have day by day, living up to the standards that Jesus has prepared for us and shown us. But we are thankful. We have your word to to turn to day by day and to be encouraged by. And it's good, Heavenly Father, to have this feeling of love generated through you and Jesus in our lives. So we're truly thankful for this time together, Heavenly Father. We do have a a wonderful family here, and it's good to know that we all share in our love for you and Jesus to create that wonderful feeling of peace in our minds. So we thank you again for this wine, Heavenly Father, which means so much to us in remembering Jesus. Amen. Let's spend some time as our meal settles, thinking about our place in God's house, our place in God's home. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Father, please give each one of us the space in our lives of searching to find home. To find home and to find it with you. And in every day, to long for the day when we will find comfort forever in your house. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us. And his love is made complete in us. 
This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He's given us of, of his spirit and we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the saviour of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. We are going to sing some songs. We are going to spend a little bit of time in quietness. I'm going to suggest that actually we stay seated for the songs until I tell you otherwise. Just to give us a chance, just to relax and just think about what we're doing. And then we're not worrying about getting up and sitting down and all that sort of thing. So, we bow down and confess, you are Lord in this place. You are all I need. Lord God, with those words of praise to you, be with us now as we bring our service to a close. We thought a lot this morning, Lord, about home and just where it might be. And it made me think about Jesus who had nowhere to lay his head. Such it was that he'd given up everything for us. And we think of putting on Christ as other people put on uniforms and football shirts and all sorts of things. Help us to remember, Lord, that we have put on Christ. And help us to be glad of that and to honour Christ in the days ahead. And instead of looking to badges and symbols around in this world, help us to honour the seal that Christ has put on us as a deposit of a promise that we haven't got a kingdom here, but we look to that heavenly kingdom that is to come on this earth that we've been thinking about. Help us to honour that too, Lord. And if, Lord, we feel we've strayed in the past, help us to think about that wonderful parable of that lad who came back to his father after shaming him. And often we feel, Lord, we've let you down but you welcome us home to you. May that cheer us and strengthen us, Lord, now in the time ahead. As we all face different situations in the week ahead, we know that we are yours, that you love us, and you have prepared a place for us, and that gives us hope in whatever situation we are. And we thank you, Lord God and Lord Jesus. Amen.